Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com what is good everybody welcome to the gold diggers podcast here on the gold standard podcast network i am rob stats guerrera it is friday you know what that means michelle majuk is here what's up michelle hey hey we're gonna start off this podcast with a little beef (laughs) i brought a mimosa i asked you to drink one with me on today's show you said maybe and i knew that was going to be a no but you you have the stuff in your house you are prepared for it and you just won't go upstairs and get it because you're being a little baby i like to start the show on time one of us here is a professional and one of us here is more concerned about having a mimosa to drink i'll just say that that's how we're think everyone would have been very happy to hear your opinions on this game with a little mimosa in you i think <laughs> everyone would have been fine waiting those 90 seconds it would have took you to walk upstairs and pour some champagne Honestly, this game is driving me to drink. I am so stressed <laughs> about what is about to happen in Philadelphia on Sunday. We're going to get to all of it. But before we start, I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're new to the show, we are live every weekday, breaking down the 49ers, either looking back at the game that was or looking ahead to the game coming up. So please like and subscribe. I promise it is worth your time. I like this review. Five stars from Ambi Bindra who says all the daily podcasts are top-notch, truly the gold standard. The diversity of backgrounds, football knowledge, and passion for the Niners all make for great shows, and the wonderful personalities and playful banter keep things light and fun. Even with differing viewpoints, you all seem to genuinely like each other, and that makes for a great product, much like our beloved 49ers. Living in Dallas, I relish my daily listen to and from work and at the gym. Thank you, guys, and keep up the strong work. Go Niners. Love that we keep non- local San Francisco people informed as well, being two of them ourselves. 
I think the 49ers have one of the like biggest nationwide fan bases uh, out there. So I love that for us. I mean, I've never lived in San Francisco. I've actually never even been to San Francisco. Really? No. I need okay. to go. Yes, you do. I have been not only to San Francisco, but now, obviously, as everybody knows, I've been to my first Niners game this year, which was the Dallas Cowboys game, which I think, Michelle, honestly, looking back, is the last game you could say that the Niners went into with sort of the level of juice that they are going into Philadelphia with this Sunday. I don't even this game feels like such a playoff game. My wife is saying it feels like a Super Bowl game from the outside, right? Like She's not a 49ers fan. And she doesn't really care. She, she's going to root for the 49ers for me, right? But she doesn't really care the outcome of this game. But just, like, seeing how everything's out there in the media and with the fan bases on Twitter, like, this feels like a Super Bowl game this week, which I don't – neither team would ever admit to that, right? Because that's, like, you would never admit to that. And But it does feel like they're going into this. And whichever team comes out of it, they're going to feel like this is our year to win it all. Like – this conference has to go through us because there is a good chance whoever wins this game will have the number one seed. Let's go. By the way, I don't know if your microphone is working. I feel like I'm getting you through the computer speaker. So I'm going to stall for a minute and make you fiddle with all your technology over there. I want to give a you shout were. out. You were. Waltony101, who's watching on my Twitch page, who says, very well informed over here in the UK. Thanks to you guys. Appreciate that. Thank you very much, Waltony101. We like to keep everybody informed, you know, it's 2023 now. You don't have to live locally where your team lives to be up to date on them. And we take great pride in doing that for people. So I hope everybody appreciates that. I appreciate everybody who has sent us their Spotify wraps. Thank you so much. It has been awesome to see everybody, how much time you have given us and spent with us this year. It really does blow my mind. So thank you. Being on the Spotify wrap is, is an honor, really. And I really do appreciate it from everybody. Michelle, if I had to guess, your top Spotify rap is Taylor Swift. Ah, uh, yeah, or Kelly Clarkson. You know, I love her. She's my girl. This is this is good now. It unplugged from my little guy, my little box. I don't know how how that happened. My bad. That's all right. We figured it out. We look. This may happen with the 49ers early, right? You may have an early hiccup, and then you adjust. You figure it out, and then we go forward from there. Absolutely, and we're ready. We're ready to go. I have lots of great stats about this game today, and you know, I'm ready to share it because. I have never been so conflicted on picking a winner of a game in my entire life. Ooh. I feel like there's so many areas of weakness on this Eagles defense that the 49ers should be able to put up a ton of points. But what if we get like Brock Purdy on the road or like these mistakes? There's so many things that could happen in this game. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I have Ajita all week thinking about it. Uh, Modelo Time 1999 on Twitch says, biggest game of the year. Wouldn't be surprised if it's the highest viewed game of the year. I wouldn't either. It's setting up to be like that. Gameplan.exe says, everyday listener, but I love getting away from work to watch live. Yeah, anytime we can take you away from your job, we appreciate it. Oh, by the way, just give me one sec. I just got to do something real quick uh, for people who are not watching the stream. I just got to put my hat on, my backwards 49ers hat. I know there are, if you know, you know, there are some people out there that think that uh, you can't wear your hat backwards when you're either the quarterback of the 49ers or talking about the 49ers. So I just want to give a giant middle finger to those people. I will say you look completely different with a hat on, a backwards hat on. It makes you look like a, like a college kid that's trying to be super cool in media and like <laughs> talking football, but it, <laughs> it looks very goofy. I'll just say that. It looks goofy. I'm not used to you in a hat. Hey, thanks. 
Thanks, yeah. Michelle. Appreciate that. What is this like? I feel like Levin is back co-hosting. I, I should. Uh, I wish you would have told me I could have brought a hat to wear backwards. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just not professional, right? What can I say? Um, if you know, you know. Anyway, let's get into this game. Uh, I talked with Benjamin Solak of The Ringer for the crossover podcast this week, who is awesome. Uh, but he is leading me to believe that the biggest matchup in the 49ers' favor in this game is Brock Purdy against the Eagles' secondary. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. This secondary has been, and we're going to get into that with my best bets, but they've not only been terrible all year long because they're allowing the fourth most passing yards per game in the league this year at 275 average per game they're allowing but like over the last four games of theirs they've allowed sam howell to put up 397 passing yards dak prescott 374 josh allen 339 they did do a good job against patrick mahomes weirdly enough that was the one good game they had over the span of time but like this secondary they're clearly james bradbury darius slay they're getting older right they can still have some good games some good moments but they're not anything what they were especially even just like last year you could see they're they're struggling a bit brock purdy brandon Ayuk should be able to kill the secondary sorry real quick bay marin says that white hat makes you look like a cook i always wanted to be a cook as a kid growing up so thank you i still watch and love cooking shows to this day shout out to the great british baking show by the way if you want to become a youtube channel like bay marin uh, you can become a youtube channel member i should say please consider it it's three dollars a month you get custom emojis, you get membership badges, you get priority comment response. It's a great way to uh, support the channel. So please, please do that if you can. On the secondary, I think that Brock's going to have a lot of the game on his shoulders. I don't think the Niners are going to be able to run that well. I think they'll be able to hit McCaffrey out of the backfield as a receiver. But I think it's going to be on Brock. And I have confidence that he's going to put the ball in the right spots. I think it's going to be a big Debo game as well. But I think this game for Brock could be a game where people stop saying, well, he's got everybody around him. And they start saying, damn, he played really well. And I think he should be throwing, you know, three or more touchdowns in this game. It should be a monster game for him. Now, if he, this is the thing, his, I, I bring this up every road game. His home road splits are pretty drastic. I want to see him on the road. I don't know what the weather is going to be like. Someone did mention that it might be rainy, which yep. can I just tell you, I, I'm so sick of this then because two weeks ago, the Eagles play the chiefs. I'm so excited to watch this game. It's raining. I'm like, of course it is, right? Yep. And then last week, Eagles and Bills, we still got an amazing game out of it. But it, like at first, it wasn't looking like it was going to be an amazing game, and the weather was just terrible. Like, can we get an amazing matchup with good weather? Is that possible, NFL? Please. I know it's not their fault. They can't control the weather, but right. I just want this to be a good weather game. You don't want, you know, you don't want anything to take away from the game. You want to let the game be the game. And the weather, you know, tends to have an effect. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was very dismissive of the rain. He was asked specifically, what do you do? Are you doing anything to prepare for the rain? Do you ask your quarterbacks to play with a wet football? He said, no, no, no. Well, it's going to be cold, too, you would think, in Philadelphia at this it's time of be year. around so... 55, I think. What so is it, 55? Too... Yeah, it's not too bad. But I liked that Brock himself said he's going to have a plan for the rain. He's going to have a glove. If he needs it, if it's a downpour, he's going to wear a glove. He's going to, you know, go out there pregame, test the weather, see how it is. So he's going to be prepared, which I like because he did struggle in the rain in Cleveland. I mean, yeah, I just feel like the rain, if it rains heavily, it is going to favor the Eagles a bit. Now I, 
sometimes when they're in trouble, right? We we've seen the Eagles offense kind of stumble in some games, right? They're not, their passing games, not on like it normally is, but they always seem to get back by they're like, okay, we're just going to run this ball. We're going to run it, run it, run it. And yep. then that's going to open up the passing game and we'll get back on track here. They're really, really good at that. Getting back on track. I don't know if they're going to be able to, like the, the 49ers defense needs to shut down this run game. And if they can shut down it, you don't even have to shut down Jalen hurts run game. You need to shut down Deandre Swift. And if you can shut him down, then you're not going to allow them to get into that rhythm, to get everything open in the passing game, to let them get them back on track when they do have those issues. So I think that's kind of the biggest key here. It's not, of course, you want to shut down AJ Brown, but you can still win if he has a huge game. Like, you just saw the Cowboys win and what DK Metcalf had like 150 yards and three touchdowns. Oof. That doesn't matter. You got to shut down that run game for sure. I mean, I don't mean to say it doesn't matter at all. It does matter, but shutting down the run game, I think is the number one most important thing. in this. But we've seen guys put up huge games receiver wise against the Niners. And those teams have gotten blown out. Uh, Cooper cup always puts up hundred yards against the 49ers. Doesn't matter. They kill the Rams. Devontae Adams, eats the 49ers lunch when he was in Green Bay and uh, when he was with the Raiders. Guess what? 49ers still win. So even if A.J. Brown has a big day, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Eagles are going to win. I'm interested to see if they put Mooney Ward on him like they did D.K. Metcalf last week. He was awesome against D.K. Metcalf last week. I would love it if they had him shadow A.J. Brown, to be honest with you. That's why you signed him. You brought him in to be your number one guy, to face the other team's number one wide receiver. So let him do it. I think, yes, absolutely. And he did a good job last week, so you should give him this opportunity. But the difference between this game, I, I know the Seahawks do have Tyler Lockett, but he's getting old, and they do have J Jackson Smith, the Jigba. He's a solid enough rookie. But Devonta Smith is a true wide receiver one for any other team. He's extremely, extremely talented. So if you do just put your focus on Traverius Ward, just on A.J. Brown or focus on stopping him, Devonta Smith, and he does play a ton of snaps out of the slot as well, he could be the guy that actually eats up the secondary more than A.J. Brown if Ward does a good job. And I, I think one of these guys can go off. You really, like, you can't allow both, right? So Ward would have to do what he did last week, shut down A.J. Brown. And if Devonta Smith has 90, 100 yards, who cares? But you can't let both have, you know, 100 plus yards and a touchdown. And that's going to fall mainly on the shoulders of Diamador Lenore and Ambry Thomas. If they put, uh, you know, if they have, maybe they move, uh, well, actually, I don't know what they, if they put A.J. Brown in the slot and Charvarius Ward follows A.J. Brown, I don't know what the nine, I guess Ambry would have to be on the outside there with, with Lenore. Um, they're going to move both of those guys around. I don't know if you have Ward follow, though, because I, I don't think you're giving enough respect to Devonta Smith. Like, if Devonta Smith goes out in the outside and A.J. Brown comes in the slot, it's not like, oh, we're not worried about Devonta Smith. No, like keep Ward on Devonta Smith. He can make some insane great plays as well. I mean, he, his route running is top notch and he can make deep plays as well. Yeah, he's certainly not a bad player, but the receiver oh, I'm most worried me. about. He's a better wide receiver than Brandon Ayuk. I would take Devonta Smith over Brandon Ayuk in a heartbeat for the Steelers. I don't know. Based I on what? Based on his production is not even the wide receiver one. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I really freaking Based good. Based on a, a prospect of coming out of school and then also what he's done in the NFL, both things. I mean, both things point to Devonta Smith. He's got and he's one not even the wide receiver one on his team. He's got 1,000-yard season in his career, just like Brandon Ayuk. 
he's been in the league less. So? If he's so much better, put up this another. This is his third more. season. Yeah, okay. What, what's, what happened in the other two? Uh, well, he put up one 1,000 yard in the first season. What was it? Not in his rookie year, wasn't it? 900 something? 916. Yeah, that ain't a 1,000. Okay. A lot of guys put up 900. So, in every year but his rookie season, he's put up 1,000. No. No, he's only put up once in 1,000. One in three. Let's this is his third. Do you not think he's going to hit 1,000 this year? I don't know. Let's give him credit when he does it. How about that? What if he gets hurt and doesn't play another snap? What is he at? He's at 738 right now. I won't be surprised if he's at 950 after this game. Yeah, he's got just as many touchdowns as Brandon Ayuk and way less yards. And by the way, he also has 10 more catches than Brandon Ayuk on the season. I'm just saying, this year, Brandon Ayuk's been pretty damn good. Is Brandon Ayuk the wide receiver one on his team? I think he is. Exactly. That's my point. He doesn't have an AJ Brown playing next to him. Oh, also, Ayuk's missed a game. P.S. Nice. So he's got one fewer game played, and he has way more yards than Devonta Smith. I, I think overall, like if you guys could trade Brandon Ayuk for Devonta Smith straight up and you didn't do that, I think somebody would get fired on your team instantly. I don't know. I mean, I again, I don't see like what is the huge separating point. He's this. just the better prospect. He's the better player. His route running is bar none like elite. He just doesn't get the consistent targets. He's on a fantastic team with a better wide receiver. AJ Brown's what top three wide receiver in the league? Yeah, AJ Brown is the best wide receiver in this game. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think that's pretty clear. Uh, he has kind of quieted down, though, since he had that amazing, what did he have, five straight games with at least 125 receiving yards? He or broke two? the record for the most, yeah. and then since then he's, I think he has like a total of, yeah, 111 total receiving yards over the last three games after having 125 in six straight games. It was six. Wow. So that's just teams saying, screw it. No matter what, we're not going to let A.J. Brown beat us. Um and I don't know if the Niners are going to take that same option. I know some people think that they might play a lot of zone to try and take him away. I don't know. To me, it all comes down to the pass rush. Well, you, you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Play zone. Yes, yes. You're right. Because he is great against man. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, because he's he's a freaking he's like six two. He's like 280 pounds. He's fast as lightning. I mean, he's a monster. Um I To me, the pass rush has got to help the Niners secondary in this one. And they have been awesome. Since the bye week, they have 15 sacks in three games since the bye week, because I think Jalen, you can get to Jalen and rattle him a little bit. I think he's going to try and bail if things get muddy. I don't think he's going to stand in there and deliver like we've seen Brock Purdy recently be a little more willing to do. So I think that works to your advantage if you're the Niners, because if Jalen is going to run most of the time, I think the other athletes on the defense can handle that. Yeah, 100%. I think this game could come down to the trenches here. For Like I was saying, the 49ers need to stop DeAndre Swift, right? But then also with this pass rush, you have the Eagles off in the line. Right now they're ranked first in PFF and pass blocking grade, right? But the the 49ers defensive line has been fantastic since, since coming out of this bye. With, they've been good with pressures all year long, but now they have actually turned into sacks. I will say like Lane Johnson is going to be a huge part of this. He missed last week. Uh, with that groin injury, we'll see if he's coming back. I didn't look at the practice report yet this week. I think week. he's going to play. Okay. So I was gonna, the Eagles have lost seven in the last 10 games that Lane Johnson hasn't played. Wow. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy because they never lose, right? Uh, but that's pretty wild. And they did almost lose that game last week 
without him. So I do think that would have been a huge piece of the puzzle missing for them. But if he's going to play, that's a big win for them and unfortunate for the 49ers. Yeah, great. Can't wait to see Lane Johnson out there false starting every friggin' snap. I hate that. That makes no sense. Can you explain this to me, Michelle? If you're an offensive lineman and you flinch, they call a false start. But if you actually start to pass protect before the ball is snapped, that's totally okay. What? Yeah, it seems like guys do it all over the league, but they only yes. call it on that Chiefs guy. Um, Juwan Johnson? Yeah. Uh, no, not Juwan Johnson. That's your guy. Juwan Taylor? Juwan Taylor, yeah. I knew it was a Juwan. Yeah. Uh, Juwan Jennings is my guy, by the way. Oh, yeah. Juwan Johnson is at the tight end for the Saints. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow, there's uh, a lot of Juwans. Apparently. Um, but, yeah, that is uh, frustrating for the Niners. And I guess um, I forget who broke it down. Uh, Brandon Lee Gowden, I think, of Bleeding Green Nation. Was it him? Somebody. I can't remember now. It's all blurring together. But Nick Bosa has not had good games against Lane Johnson in his career. So, luckily, Chase Young is there on the other side, who's actually been pretty good against Jordan Maialata. But, you know, if Lane Johnson plays, like you you said, it's it's a huge difference and a huge impact for the Eagles. Yeah, I was really hoping he was going to miss that game. I thought that could be a huge difference maker because – I will say Jalen Hurts, I, I told you, his stats are pretty much identical from last year to this year. The difference mm -hmm. is the, the giveaways, right? The turnovers. But he has corrected those as of late. So from weeks one through six, he threw seven interceptions through those first six weeks. He's only thrown three since week seven. So 11 passing touchdowns to three interceptions since week seven. Weeks one through six, it was down from, to seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. So he's gotten much better. Uh, over the last handful of games, but through the first 11 weeks, same amount of wins near like literally 50 yards off of total yards, four more total touchdowns, uh, one more pass touchdown, two more uh, rushing touchdowns this year. He's actually just a second quarterback with 10 plus wins over his team's first 11 games of a season and back to back years. The other one was Peyton Manning in 2005, 26, 2006 mm. Manning won the Super Bowl in that second year. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of crazy what he's doing. I know you can't just give wins to quarterbacks only, but he does seem like he's really good when you put that pressure on him in the fourth quarter and you need him to make those plays. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not an area where they want to live, but when they're there, they thrive and he thrives. And that is, it's happened too many times now for it to be an accident. I know a lot of people said, well, the chiefs didn't do this. Well, the bills didn't do that. Whatever, man. The Eagles took advantage of it, so you got to give them credit for that. Bang Prod says, do you think Shani holds back the playbook a bit in anticipation of a playoff rematch? I don't think that's you how they do that because you that. can't. You need that number one. Like, I think this year is so important for this number one seed. If this if these playoffs have to go through Philadelphia, I, I think that limits that that brings down the 49ers probability of making the Super Bowl greatly. Yes. And if it goes through San Francisco, like that probability just shoots up so much. This game it, matters incredibly. It, it matters more than any of the other games on the schedule by far. And getting the bye is so amazing. Like, think about it. This is how I always look at it. If you get the bye week, you win one home playoff game and you're playing for the Super Bowl. Like, that's literally the setup. So it makes such a difference whether or not you get the bye week. And if the Niners win this week and the Eagles lose to the Cowboys next week, and the Niners would be the number one seed because they have the tiebreaker over the Eagles and they have the tiebreaker over the Cowboys and they have the tiebreaker over the Lions right now. So it's definitely in play. I think that's why this game means a little more to the Niners than it does to the Eagles. 
Uh, let's get to this. Nicholas Parra, thank you very much. Hey, guys, I'll be in Philly, hopefully witnessing a win. I'm actually pretty confident. Stats, we can't take you serious with the backwards hat. Just kidding. Look, be careful in Philadelphia. That's all I'll say. I mean, I've never been to Philadelphia for a game, but I know those fans can be uh, a bit crazy. So that's why when you were visiting Philadelphia over the, wasn't it? I think it was during the preseason, right? So it was before anything was too hectic. You wanted to wear a 49er shirt and I was scared of you then. Like, really <laughs> be careful if you're wearing 49ers gear. Don't get in fights. Don't start any crap. Just be safe and have fun. I did wear a 49er. I wore my 49ers residency hat, the SF hat to Philly. Um, so that was like my compromise. I was there. Yeah. I was celebrating my, uh, 15th wedding anniversary, some ridiculous number. I don't even remember the number by now, but anyway, Oh, this game, Michelle, this game, this game, this game. Is there, and I'm trying to think if there's any other topic I want to get to. Well, you know what? Let's get to the bets. And I think stuff will come up as we go. Well, through. I did want to just talk about their insane winning streak against teams with a winning record. I mean, okay. right now they're at Jalen hurts is at 14 straight games, beating a team with a winning record. That's the longest streak wow. by any quarterback all, all time. It's also tied for the longest streak by any team. So the Vikings mm -hmm. from 1968 to 70 uh, had 14 game winning streak against winning teams. He's tied with them. So one more win, he will beat that record against any team. It's just they entered the Eagles entered this year with the hardest strength of schedule among all teams. Right. And they're still 10 and one. And if the 49ers can come in here and beat this game and really show like the, the what if they just get beaten down? That's not going to happen. Right. It'll either be a close loss or a win. They can't get beaten down. That can't happen. No, I don't think the Niners are going to get whooped. I don't think either team is going to get whooped. That's why, like, if you're just asking me purely from a betting perspective, I'm taking the Eagles because they're getting three points. Like, so I think the game is going to be close. But I do think this matters. The Eagles defense the last two weeks, they have played an insane amount of snaps, 166 snaps over an hour and 12 minutes of time on the field. If I'm Shanahan, I come out running the ball and going quick. Hurry up offense, tire them out right away so that in the second, third and fourth quarters, they're just worn down. It's not only that. It's not only that they played 92 snaps on defense, right? And then, I mean, that was with overtime, but just like the whole team played a long game. It was a close game, a really tiring game. Mm -hmm. But you have to think the 49ers played on Thursday. So they like, already had three, what, two, three? Three extra days. Yep. Yeah, three extra days of rest. Like, this is a huge advantage. Now, some of that is made up with the 49ers having to travel to Philadelphia instead of, you know, in Philadelphia gets to be home. Maybe that makes it makes up the gap a little bit, but that's really nice since this is an away game to have that type of advantage could play a, a big part of it. I agree. I think it, it has to matter. Like, I know the Eagles are a great team and good at overcoming adversity and all this stuff, but at some point, these people are human beings. It does take a toll. They have been in very, very emotional games the last two weeks. I know there's extra juice with this one. Like, I get all of that. But I think if I'm Kyle, like, you have to acknowledge the human element in this game. And you just, just run that. Make them chase you. Steph Sanchez said that to me in a text message this week, right? Throw a bunch of screens. Make them have to chase you and run us down. And I think that's a real advantage that could show up later in the game. What's so weird to me is I went and looked at the the NFC Championship game from last year just to look at Jalen Hurts' stats and everyone else's stats. 
Like, I know it was such a weird game, and may, they probably played completely differently because the 49ers didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have to worry too much about putting up too many points. But Hertz had 121 passing yards, 39 rushing yards. Like, mm-hmm. really nothing. Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown were both held in check. Uh, is it? Are you just throwing that away, though, because of the weird game? You want me to blow your mind? Yeah. The 49ers passed for more yards per play in that game than the Eagles did. And the 49ers had no quarterback. That is the weirdest stat ever. That is. That is very, very weird. But, like, what what do you think it was? Was it just them not? Was it the 49ers actually shutting them down or the Eagles just playing to run out this clock and just get out of there? I think it was probably a combination of both. I think it was. I think the Eagles figured, let's just run the hell out of the ball because the offense is doing nothing. They're going three and out, like, every time. So we're just going to run it and that defense is going to get tired. And I think they knew also, like, if we pass it, it could get tipped. It could get picked. You know, we could potentially open the door. We have a much better chance to win the game if we just run the ball. So I kind of agree with you. Like, I don't really know how much we can take away from last year's game because it was such a bizarre situation. That's what I was thinking as well. I was like, I don't think this really shows us anything. But at the same time, I was shocked by how little everyone's offensive snap or st- stats were in this in that game because they had the ball so often. Yeah, forty ers were just like, okay, three and out, three and out, three and out. <laughs> As you said, not trying to win, but we don't need to open that can of worms again. Nicholas Parra says, "This is my third time in Philly. Eagles fans chirp if they win, but are quieter when they lose. It's not the best place and not for kids. Go Niners!" Yeah, I would definitely not take a kid there not not that game like there are other games you can take your kid to but this is this is essentially a playoff game it's going to feel like a playoff game you got the number one fox broadcast team on the game it's at the 425 which is at like the premier spot it wasn't flexed which means fox held on to this game because they can do that by the way because you know the nfl would love to have flexed this into prime time to get an even bigger audience this is a playoff game that atmosphere in philly is going to be I can't even imagine the electricity there. It does seem like the NFL is doing this new thing this year where a lot of these weeks feels like there's one huge game on at that four o'clock slate. And then they, they kind of surround it with the other, like two or three really bad games, right? Yep. Bad matches. <laughs> and that's what it kind of feels like. They, they did flex one game out, right. And put it into Sunday night football. Was that the, I know they flexed out. The Patriots, I think, was that this week though? I think that might have been for a couple of weeks from now. No, but that's I'm... a couple of weeks from now. But there was already one that happened. Oh, okay. Uh, prior, so I, I do think they moved a game. It's not even that good of a game, but it would have been the best game in the four o'clock slate besides this one. So I think they really were just trying to make this. I think they're trying to make this four o'clock slate like it's not a prime time game. You're not an island game, but really, you're the only game that anyone wants to watch. So it's kind of like a semi prime time game. Oh, yeah, it's it's a marquee spot like you. The eyes of the football world are on this game. There are only three places in the country where you're not going to be able to watch this game. I think one is in L.A. because of the Rams, yeah, the Rams and Cleveland. Yes, the other is Cleveland. And the third is Tampa Bay, where there's a blackout restriction. That's it. Other than that, everybody in the country is getting this game. So it's absolutely a premier spot. And it should be because let's be honest, you could argue that. This is the Super Bowl. You could make that argument. I know a lot of people in the AFC would be mad, but like this is potentially the winner of this game has a pretty good chance of winning the Super Bowl. And I'm going to be so mad if this isn't the NFC championship game. This should be it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Regardless of what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Forget Dallas. They Dallas struggled to beat the freaking Seahawks at home yesterday. The Niners. But, I mean, Dino Smith was on, he was on fire, but I don't know if that's because the Cowboys defense is playing bad or he was just having a great game. And that game was way more entertaining than I expected it to be. The Seahawks looked, I thought they were going to get their butts kicked. They looked way better than I imagined they were going to. They look Who were you rooting for in that game? Cause I was wondering. Uh, I didn't care because either way, the Niners benefited. If the Cowboys lost, it was like, great. We don't have to worry about them anymore for the number one seed. But now Seattle has no shot to win the NFC West. Absolutely no shot. I mean, it was it was slim before. But yeah, I mean, I so either way, I was fine. I didn't even watch most of the game, to be honest with you. I rewatched it this it morning. So I went to sleep. Uh, Ezekiel Major says this will be the most watched game of the season, period. My Eagles then will take down Dallas. The steam train will keep rolling, baby. I appreciate the the number of Eagles fans that have joined the shows this week. Respect to you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Ezekiel. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, he wasn't mean. Look at that. Look, we can no. all just have fun conversations together. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, this is maybe my favorite comment of the whole week. Ronnie says, stats and everybody else on this crew is great. Levin is okay. <laughs> He'll cry uh, when he sees that. Don't, don't tell him. He's very sensitive. <laughs> props to you, Ronnie. I always appreciate it. All right. Let's get to some best bets now. How many do you have for us this week? I just have three. I'm going with three. I was really good the last time we did this, by the way. I think I went three for right. three. We couldn't do it on Thanksgiving because we were recapping the game. So it's been two weeks ago. I have a, but there's a bunch of weird numbers in this game. I want to talk about as we always do. Give us your fastball best bet. Put your money here. Listen, it's the Brandon Ayuk. And yes. so he's at 59 and a half receiving yards. And I know I use this the last time I talked again, it was two weeks ago. It's been every other game. He has had 75 plus receiving yards. It's so weird. It goes 129, 43, 148, 58, 76, 57, 109, 55, 156, 50. Like it is insane <laughs> that every other game is a big game. And then that one in between is always like the 50 yarder. He has like 50 yards. Exactly. It's so every other game is a big game for him. And we've already talked about how bad this secondary is for the Eagles allowing the third most receiving yards to wide receivers this season. They're allowing 196 receiving yards per game to just wide receivers this season. Who's going to get those yardage besides Brandon Ayuk and Debo will get some, I'm sure Jennings will get a little bit, but like Ayuk should have a hundred yard game. So I'm taking the over and 59 and a half receiving yards. And then also his longest reception of yes. 23 and a half 
receiving yards. So technically I have four bets because I have two in here, uh, but he's had at least one 23 plus yard reception in eight of 10 games. Eagles have allowed 15 different wide receivers to have a 24 plus yard catch against them this year. Smash them both. I had that as one of my best bets too. I mean, cause Sorry. I mean, it's no, no, it's good. I mean, it's, it jumps out at you. He's going to get, I mean, he doesn't, whether it's a bomb, whether it's a short catch that he breaks a tackle and goes over the middle, he has been unstoppable. I think he's averaging, let me double check really quick. Yeah. He's averaging almost 20 yards per catch this season. So think he's, about that. He's leading the league in uh, yards per reception among qualified wide receivers or just qualified receivers. So if his average catch is about 20 yards and the bet in this one is 24 and a half for longest catch, you got to figure one of those is probably going to be longer, right? Just to get the act because it's got to average out. So I loved that bet. I totally agree with you. Yet somehow he's not better than Devontae Smith. Okay. Overall as a whole wide receiver. By the way, who's, a the better, who's the better blocker? Brandon Ayuk. Not sure. close. I mean, Devonta Smith is about my weight. So yeah. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Sorry, dude. Maybe he's more like your weight. Hit the, Well, he, almost. He's close to my weight. What's he like? One sixty? He was at uh, coming out of school. I don't know what he is now. He's one seventy, according to Pro Football Reference. I'm one forty, so he's not that far away from me. Although he's, you know, insanely talented in every other way. Nowhere, obviously, just obliterating me athletically. But I like the IU bets. I like both of them, and it's only minus one fifteen. So for the uh, for the longest reception, so that's pretty good odds pretty good for your money if you don't know by the way minus 115 means in order to win a hundred dollars you have to bet 115 dollars. so that's what that means okay and like on DraftKings, they have the alternate receiving yards too so with brandon Ayuk at 59 and a half uh, mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure it is minus odds i think it's like minus 125 so you're only getting 75 bucks on your hundred dollar bet but if you go to the alternates they have like 69 receiving yards like you have to add 10 to it and then you get plus 135 odds. So on 100 bucks, you win 135. I think he has 70 plus yards in this game for sure. Yeah. So tinker around, find the number that you feel most comfortable with and go with that. Um, okay. Best bet number two for you. Devonta Smith. So they're both, I'm, I'm betting on them both this week. Devonta Smith, 59 and a half receiving yards. They actually have them at the exact same line this week. But he's had 99 plus yards in three of the last four, ga four games. And I say 99 because it's literally 99 in two of the last four games on the dot. And then 106 in the other one. And then 51 in the third one. Uh, but he leads the team in slot targets, receptions, yards. Again, I know they've gotten better in that area since finally being like, okay, Oliver, you're not it. But still, I, I think Devonta Smith is better than any slot corner they're going to put on him. And if Traverius Ward is going to have the main focus on stopping A.J. Brown in this game, Devonta Smith is going to have to step up. What The T. Higgins play in the game against the 49ers. He had a really good game, right? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember, but I can check really quickly. What week their, did they play? Uh, they got their butts kicked in that game. I think it was week eight. Uh, let's see. Higgins did play five catches, 69 yards in the game. Okay. It, they play very differently, very very different players, but I was just thinking in a way where there's a Jamar chase, right. That you're focusing on. And how did that other wide receiver do? Who's really good. Right. So he had a solid enough game. He would have hit this 59 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. Chase also had 10 for a hundred in that game. So yeah. it was a rough game for the 49ers defense. Uh, King says what's on your head stats. It's a hat. It's a backwards hat. Uh, if you listen to 
Colin Cowherd show, or you maybe saw a clip on social media, you know why it's there. Uh, we don't need to get into that anymore. Okay. Can I get into one of my best bets? Oh, yeah. I'm going Debo Samuel anytime touchdown score. It's plus 165 in the game, which I love that, by the way, that it's plus it's so much money. The Eagles linebackers are not good and they're injured. So that means potentially when you have a weakened linebacker core, that's not that good anyway. Kyle Shanahan is going to put those guys in a blender. He's going to hit Debo Samuel. He's going to hit him over the middle. He's going to hit him on screen passes and force those linebackers to have to tackle Debo Samuel. And guess what? They are not going to be able to do it. Plus, you add in all the extra stuff with James Bradbury and how Debo said he was trash. Maybe you get Debo on Bradbury on a double move. Bradbury gets a little eager and tries to jump the route to make a play. And then Debo goes deep. Somehow, 19's getting into the end zone in this game. See, this is my biggest issue is you don't know which way this is going to go. Is Debo more motivated because of the trash talking and he needs to prove it? Or is this Eagle secondary? Like, we are not letting Debo do anything. Like, and that's why I feel better about Brandon Ayuk. But I know what he said was last year, but he had the opportunity to not just not (laughs) take it back. Like, you don't have to take it back, but you can be like, you know, it was, I was heated after the game. I have respect for him, obviously. It's like, there's many things he could have said. And he was just like, nah, uh, I don't regret anything. (laughs) Like, so I I do think that does put a, a target on his back. I almost said arrow, a target on his back for this secondary to really focus in on him, make sure he does not do anything that might end up helping the 49ers, right? Like let Brandon Ayuk go off, let George Kittle have space. Like sure. Give CMC more room to work as well. Like focus on Debo if that's what you want, but that's my biggest worry about Debo in this game. And now maybe it works the way you're thinking, right? Like I need to prove my worth and I need to show up and he'll, he'll be super angry. I just don't know what way this, this little karma is going to work. The other thing with Debo, though, he's one of those players, and I feel like the 49ers have more of those than the Eagles, and really more of those than anybody, to be honest with you. But, like, they have players that just, you could do everything right. You could have guys there. You could be aware of them. But when Debo catches the ball in the open field, you still have to tackle him. And that's really freaking hard to do. So he may make chicken salad out of chicken bleep, if you know what I'm saying, where the Eagles are ready and prepared, but he just trucks three guys and gets into the end zone anyway. I loved that little option play that they did with Debo and McCaffrey the, for the first touchdown against the Seahawks, where Brock had the option to either hand the ball to Debo for the run, or he could do the shovel pass to McCaffrey coming across the formation. Like if they start doing creative stuff like that in the red zone, 19's getting in. I, I just, I feel really good about it. Yeah. And next time, Purdy, can you take the shovel pass? Because I need points from you in fantasy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Can I give you a fun stat though, about just like how efficient this offense is? Always. So Kyle Shanahan has the NFL's pass yards per attempt leader in Brock Purdy, the NFL's yards per reception leader in Brandon Ayuk, and the tight ends yards per reception leader in George Kittle. All together in this offense. And then Debo Samuel, yards after catch per reception, he's at third in the NFL. So not first, but this group of guys are all leading the NFL in efficiency at their position, which is kind of crazy. That's kind of good. Just, that's kind yeah. of really great, yeah. Just saying, that's pretty good. Okay, do you have uh, one more bet for us, I think? Yes, I do. And I'm going back to the 49ers players and back to the passing game. Brock Purdy, over 249 and a half passing yards. 
Now I wanted to take his one and a half passing touchdowns, but I do think the passing yards are safer and they have better odds in terms of making more money. On okay. This bet. So going with the 250 passing yards he needs, he didn't do it last week, right? Pretty low in, in passing yards last week, only at 209, but he easily cleared this mark in each of the four weeks prior. The Eagles are allowing the fourth most passing yards per game in the NFL at 275. So even if he's below that mark, he has a 25-yard like gap of what he needs between the average that they're allowing and, and what he needs to get. And I just I think he's going to have a huge a lot of chunk plays in this game, especially to Brandon Ayuk. I sure George Kittle catches a couple long passes down the middle. We need Debo uh, Samuel to prove his worth, but I, I like this game should be close, really close. It shouldn't be like the Seahawks game. And he's going to have to pass a lot. There's going to be a lot of passing attempts. So I, I think he has 275 at least in this game, and he only needs 250. Joe Faccio says Brocky Balboa goes over 300 yards and three touchdowns. I hope so. Adrian. All right. That wasn't a very good Rocky impression. Anyway, I agree with Adrian. you. That was even worse. Uh, I, I thought it, was, it was so good in my head. I have never seen this movie, but I know what part you're talking about. And I thought it was really good. You've never seen any no, of the rock. No, no, no. We don't have to do that. But like, no, I haven't seen a lot of movies. All right. But I know what the scene is. I know his voice with it. I thought I did a really good job. Who did better, guys? Comment. Yeah, <laughs> they were right. chat. let us know. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I'm just saying. Plus, I have a natural advantage being a man. I got the deeper voice, so it's going to sound. Do you have a deeper voice than I do? Yes. <laughs> yes. There were a couple numbers in this game that I that really jumped out at me. I don't know if I want to bet it necessarily, but they gave me pause. The first is Brock Purdy's interception number. Over 0.5 interceptions. So one interception is plus money. It's plus 100 in the game. So what that telling that's telling you that Vegas doesn't think Brock's throwing a pick because they're willing to let you double your money if you put 100 bucks down on it. That was surprising to me. Do you think he'll throw a pick? I kind of do. Especially if it's raining, you know, sometimes some of his throws can go a little off target. Maybe something. I don't think he will. I don't think he will in this game. Do you think Jalen Hurts will? Yes. I think Jalen Hurts will throw it. The Niners lead the league in interceptions. Like they are good. They find ways to get it, whether it's off a tip ball or Amory Thomas jumping a curl or something like that. They've been very successful at it. So I do think Jalen will throw one. But I was just so shocked that that was plus 100. They really are telling you, we don't think Brock is throwing a pick, which, hey, good. I hope you're right. And then the other sneaky one that I thought, you know, maybe I maybe I put some money on. Kyle Juszczyk, anytime touchdown scorer, is plus 800 in the game. Kyle loves to draw up stuff for Kyle Juszczyk in the red zone, especially in big games. He did it in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Kyle Juszczyk was on pace to potentially be the MVP in that game if the 49ers won it. He had two touchdowns in the game. Uh, I think it was two touchdowns anyway. I know he had at least one. Um I think he could potentially draw up something for Kyle because he gets lost in the shuffle, especially in the red zone. You got to worry about Debo and McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk. Nobody's worried about 44. I'm think for 10 bucks, throw down 10 bucks on Kyle. You check anytime touchdown score to me at plus 800. It's worth it. Yeah. I was going to say, those are one of those. That's like $5, $10 bets. The max. Yeah. Like, I mean, those are most of my bets, right? Like I'm not, I'm not betting a hundred bucks out here. I'm not a big roller, uh, but Five, ten bucks if you wanted to do that on Kyle Juszczyk. I like it. 
Remember, I was really big on Olamide Zacchaeus last year when the Falcons mm -hmm. played the 49ers and he hit his total in like the first one second of the game. Does he have a touchdown probability now in this game? Cause now he's on the Eagles. Oh, uh, I didn't see it. Didn't he have the big third down touchdown against the bills last week? Yeah, he did. Which that was the backbreaker to me in that game. I don't know how the bills not only allowed a first down, but to allow a touchdown in that game blew my mind. He is at plus six fifty anytime touchdown scorer. Wow. I would have thought it would be like worse. Like I would have thought it would have been like plus, like a plus a thousand or something. Nick Elward says, Michelle is not an American confirmed sad face because you haven't seen Rocky. I haven't I seen most movies guys. Nick wants us to do a Hey Pauly one-off to crown a champion. Can you do Hey Pauly in the Rocky voice? I don't know what Hey Pauly is. You do it first. Just say, Hey Pauly. Hey Pauly. I think I win. I think you win that too, but I don't, I haven't heard that. I knew what the Adrian thing was. You know why I know what the Adrian thing is because of Gilmore girls or no, it was modern family. That's why I know. All right. Okay. I'm not going to go there. One more number for you. Deandre Swift longest rush in the game is at 13 and a half yards. He has hit this in six times this season. And I just feel like it could be one of those games where Hertz is running the option and you know, he, He's maybe he's hurt the Niners for a couple of games. So they're kind of keyed in on him. And then instead of keeping it himself, he gives it to Swift and Swift pops one around the edge and breaks off, you know, a, a 15 yard or a 20 yard run. I'm not saying Swift's going to have a massive game, but I do feel like at one point he's going to break one run in this game. It's going to be longer than 13 and a half yards. I will take the under. Really? Yeah. Why I feel so like 13 and a half is very random, right? I feel like I think he can get an 11 yarder. I feel like you either like just get past that first, like if you run on first and 10, you just get past that first down mark and they get you down. And it's like normally like right over that 10 yard line. 13, it feels like you're either going for you know 20 plus or you're going for 11. So I think I'm gonna stick with the under 13 and a half. And I just made this up, by the way. Like I just made up that stat. I don't really know if that's true, but that's how I feel in my head when I'm watching the games. That that's what happens. Either 11 yards or 40. That's why people come here for our made-up stats. Really, yeah, that's yeah, especially yeah. when we're talking about gambling. That's what we like. Mark watching on YouTube says, "I like Gilmore Girls because of my wife." LOL. Don't do that, Mark. Don't hide behind your wife. It's you like Gilmore Girls because they speak so fast and they speak so true. Come on. It's a fabulous, I mean, if you think about the whole premise of it, it's really goofy, but the show is fantastic. And it was like, I, I grew up on that show. It was great. That there and One Tree Hill, my two faves. Ah, the old WB days, huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And obviously shows, Look, I love, I loved the show Smallville. I'm a huge comic book nerd. Superman's my favorite character. Loved, loved, loved the show Smallville. But to watch it now, you, you go back, it's like, man. This show is pretty brutal, but you know what? I don't care. It was my thing, and I loved it, and I'll always love it. You know who is in Smallville? Yes, I do. I know every actor in Smallville. Why? Well, I met Dean from Gilmore Girls. Jensen Ackles. No, wait. I don't know his real name. No, that's not Dean from Gilmore Girls. That's Dean from Supernatural. Uh, who, who? I don't know who Dean from Gilmore Girls is, but sure. There were a lot of famous people that were in Smallville. Amy Adams was in an episode of Smallville. How about that? Amy Adams is hot. Sorry. Yes, she is. She's Lois, she was Lois Lane. So that's like double for me. 
apparently, Ezekiel Major is fighting it out with people in the chat. He's an Eagles fan, and he has just chosen violence today. He's going to be like, well, I went on this 49ers podcast show, and they don't even talk about the game. They're talking about Smallville and <laughs> Gilmore Girls. We should maybe uh, get back on track here. Did you have any other bets? Sorry, Darwin De Leon says Kristen Krug forever. She's, yes, absolutely. Um, no, that was it. Um, I told you I'm taking, the, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yes, one more. One more for me. I'll let you choose because you know I like my sack bets. I always check to see what are the sack bets. Chase Young over 0.25 sacks. All he needs is a half sack is minus 105. And Javon Hargrave over 0.25 sacks is plus 145. Now, Chase Young has a history of playing well against the Eagles, specifically against Jordan Maialata. So that's something to consider. Javon Hargrave has three sacks in the three games since the bye week. So he's kind of been picking it up a little bit. Which one of those two do you like better? I'd go with Chase Young. I get the whole Hargrave, like he has a revenge game against the Eagles, but that interior offensive line for the Eagles, I mean, their whole offensive line is really, really good, right? But I'll, I'll give a chance for Chase Young to come down with a half a sack. I feel better about that one. I also, really, they have a lot of the special teams bets this week on DraftKings. And they have the kicking point. They had two field goals, made, one and a half field goals made for Jake Moody. I was thinking about that one, but also they had six and a half points for Jake Moody. And I really like that because if they end up scoring a bunch of touchdowns, then he just needs one field goal in there to get to that seven point mark. I was really thinking about that one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I don't want to see Jake Moody out there for anything other than extra points. Unless he's hitting a 60-yard field goal like uh, like the Eagles did in the rain to get them to overtime. I don't want to see Jake Moody. Go for it, Kyle. Go for it. You, you know the 49ers are going to go for it on fourth and short. You mean the Eagles? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's why. And like, so you have to match that aggressiveness. You can't. You can't be afraid to fail. You have to go from the perspective of we're taking control. We are going to be the ones that dominate this game. I don't care. Like, oh, if you don't get it, the crowd's going to cheer. Whatever. The crowd's going to be happy if you kick a field goal, too. Go for it. Put the faith in Brock. You know, I was watching the end of the Eagles-Bills game because I was freaking out, hoping that the Bills would win. And I thought it was Tony Romo who said a good thing when the Bills had the ball late in the game. He said, they're not going to run the ball twice because you don't want to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. You, He's the guy that's going to make plays for you. You want to have the ball in his hands and let him do what he does. And I think that's the same thing with Brock Purdy. On fourth down, don't just run it up the middle. Put it in Brock's hands. He has shown 
he can get the ball where it needs to go. So I hope that Kyle does, and I hope he does put it in Brock's hands because for the first time in a long time, I have faith in a 49ers quarterback to be able to handle that. I can't believe they didn't do I Well, I mean, I don't know how they'd be able to do this, but it'd be so fun if they had bets like one plus tush push for whoever's playing against the Eagles, right? So hmm. Would you bet that the 49ers have a tush push first down in this game? That the 49ers get one. Yes, because you know the Eagles will. But will the 49ers do it against them? They're not that good at it. Brock is really has not had the same success with quarterback sneaks that Jimmy Garoppolo has had. I don't know why. Maybe he's smaller he doesn't than get, him, right? I guess, but he has huge legs. Have you ever seen Brock Purdy's legs? They're like they call him Baby Bosa because his legs are so damn big. Um, I don't think so. I don't think that they will. Um, here, did I tell you the scary stat about the 49ers in third and short? No. Okay. So defensively, when the other team runs it on third and three or less. The entire season, the 49ers have stopped it one time. Every other time the 49ers defense faces a third and three and the other team runs it, the Niners give it up. That's a scary thought when you're playing the Eagles who are so good at short yardage. Well, and that's the issue too, because I mean, even in this Bills game, they brought it up. Like every time the Eagles have a first and 10, it's really first and nine. Because if they Mm -hmm. get to that one yard line, they're going to go for it and they're going to get it. I mean... They, I think they didn't get it one time this entire year, and it's because Hertz fumbled, right? I, I think that was the the only time it didn't happen. They're going to get it, so yeah, that it, that's the hard part about playing this team. And you can hate on this rule as much as you want, but any other team could do it too. Like you can't just ban a rule because one team is really good at it. Everyone else has, they can do it. They can do it, but they don't do it because they they can't do it as well. And we've seen teams try to do it, and they're they're some of them are successful at it sometimes. Some really stink at it. But I would love to see the 49ers do it and have success in this game. I totally agree with you. The Eagles are not breaking any rule. They're just really good at this play. And Nick Bosa said it this week. As long as people are not getting injured on the play, like left, right, and center, there's no reason for it to be outlawed. You just, you have to stop it or you have to stop them from getting in those situations, which is really hard to do. But that's a credit to the Eagles that they are able to do it. So we're on the same. Or every other team needs to start doing it and have success. And if this play ends up being a 99 plus percent rate across the league, then sure, then you ban it. But you can't just ban it because one team is amazing at it and no one else can do it completely completely agree with you what's your final prediction for the game this is so hard um 31 to 27 49ers win eagles are driving down and someone i don't know who i'm not i'm not saying that has an interception to end the game when we think that the four, because the Eagles will have to score a touchdown because they're down by four. Right. And they'll come up with an interception towards the goal line. Jair Brown, perhaps. Sure. I mean, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. I don't know. was playing. You have to pick him because he seemingly finds a way to get these hands on tip passes, but we'll see. Um, I was on Philly radio this morning. I gave my official prediction as 28, 24 Eagles. I think the game is going to be close. And if the game is going to be close, I don't know how you pick against the Eagles. They've been so good in that situation. But I think I'm also like trying to brace myself for a loss. Like, I don't know. There's a lot. There's less head going in this decision and a lot of heart. Like, it's it's an emotional decision for me. I hope I'm wrong. I really, really do. I have uh, to work this game. So I'm really hoping it's not an insane ending. 
So I had to work the Bills Eagles game all by myself last week. So mm-hmm. I was working forever because the fourth quarter was like flip flop, flip flop, snip snap. And then over to like, so that was a lot. If maybe the 49ers go- could just blow them out. Did you just go office on me? You yeah, have no I, I meant idea the physical toll that three mastectomies <laughs> can have on a person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I meant to do that from the beginning, but I started with flip flop and I was like, wait, I'm saying the wrong thing. <laughs> Three, okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, look, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, regardless of what happens, by the way, Heinemann on Twitch says 27-24 Niners. Bay Marin says 31-13 as always. I don't care. It happened last week already. If the Niners hold the Eagles to 13 points, that would be. Uh, that'll be That's a coronation on Monday uh, of the 49ers. If it was in San Francisco, I would give that a chance of happening. But with this being uh, at, at, at home, and we know the 49ers offense isn't as amazing on the road, except when they play the Steelers. <laughs> I, I just don't, I, I think this is going to be a, a close game either way. And I, I really, like I say 31 to 27, I'm not going to be shocked. Like I'm not, I would not put any money down on money line or the spread. Cause this game is truly a coin flip to me. It's going to be so much fun. Whatever happens in the game. Uh, if you're new to the show, you're new to the channel. First of all, thank you for joining We do a live show immediately after the game, the instant reaction show live on this YouTube channel, live on Facebook, live on Twitch. It becomes a podcast as soon as it's done. Also, please, please, please join us for that. It is one of our most fun, most interactive shows. Uh, If you like and subscribe to the channel and you hit the little bell, you'll get notified every time we go live, including like immediately after the game. Literally, it's like game is over. Bam. We are live. Please, please join us for that. It is so much fun. I, I wish you could join us for more, Michelle. You've done it before, but you work for the NFL Network, so you're kind of busy on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to be writing about this game for a good, like, three hours after this game, so wish me luck. Oh, boy. And if you want more Michelle in your life, you can check her out the Ball Blast Football Podcast with her wife, Kate. I saw a lot of people were in my mentions today. Apparently, uh, this was a very good episode you just had. What do you mean? People were saying that it's your best podcast Without me. Oh, I guess I need to go uh, look at these comments. I, I, I'm i trying to stay off the Twitter sphere as much because, you uh, know, people people can be mean. All right. But if you want to come send me Twitter, love. People can be mean? Yeah. If you want to send me love, maybe I'll feel more comfortable coming back. But yeah, come check out our Ball Blast podcast. I really enjoy it. It's me and my wife just having a conversation about the fantasy football slate this week. And we, we give a lot of information, but we still like, we love talking football together. We love hanging out with each other. I feel like you can feel that in the shows and we're just, you know, drinking and having fun. So come listen to us. Ball blast. One word. You're drinking during this show. You're drinking during that show. Get your water. Get your, make sure some of that is water. Uh, Heinemann says, are we doing crossover with Ben Solak? Yes, I did the crossover with Ben yesterday. I decided to post it to the YouTube channel early because he was awesome. It's up there live right now. You can go listen to it or go watch it. It's going to become a podcast uh, a little bit later today. I think I'm actually going to drop it because it was one of my favorite episodes. So definitely go and check that out if you want to deep dive on the Eagles, if you're a Niner fan. Michelle, thank you for your best bets. Thank you for all the advice. I'm going to be freaking out. Expect a lot of text messages from me on Sunday. And go Niners. Bye, y'all.